course Shadow Stalking 101 is available through the show notes. In this course, you're going to learn the art and practice of somatic shadow integration using the synchrosoma method. Through this work, you will develop the skills and practices to take with you through everything that you do in this life. We learn how to work with reality from our biggest identity, witness consciousness. Join me there. Now let's get started with the show. Hi, I'm Melissa Meter, and this is the Synchrosoma Podcast. Remember to subscribe. Find me at Instagram at Synchrosoma. My email is synchrosoma at gmail.com and on the web, synchrosoma.com. I'm one of those kind of people that has a little bit of a bone to pick. And that's one of the reasons why I started podcasting was because um, I show up on Instagram and I make a post around shadow work and archetypes and somatic shadow integration and all the things I do as a coach. And sometimes it's just not long enough to really get my point across. And so I started podcasting so that I could have a little more time to do the bone picking. And one of the things that I come across often in the self-help pop psychology kind of quick fix thing around uh, self-work is this thing about toxic shame or that shame is bad or that we have to heal from shame or somehow get rid of shame. And the and and it's there's a huge thrust in the self-help world to try to help people improve themselves in order to do that we're supposed to ri- rise above emotions like shame and fear and in fact shame i don't think is considered uh, emotion by the self-help world it's considered more of a a toxic byproduct of trauma well That is not my experience of shame. No matter what the context is of shame, there is a positive path here. There's a positive way of transforming this somatic energy or soma into something positive. And I'll get to that. But first, let's just kind of work our way through what I mean by positive and soma. Anything that you feel emotionally or think about that causes you to go into a state of discomfort discomfort or uncomfortable or avoidance or cringe or anything like that is a portal. These are positive openings into where you've been unconscious to yourself, usually unloving. And... I think in the self-help movement, there's been this idea that if I take away the shame, then I can love myself. Well, what happens is we find, and, and then there's these other tools of like tapping yourself or doing something to make this stuff go dormant or go away. And no offense to the tappers, but that's just not what, sh- you know, archetypal somatics and 
somatic shadow integration is about. It's about really going towards something that's painful so that it can be transformed into, a, into an energy that is helping our soul growth, no matter how yucky, bad, cringy, traumatic, whatever it is, all of those things become our fodder, our energetic fuel for helping us grow. In that way, we don't have to be well, mentally well, physically well. We don't have to be pure or clean or free of shadow. We can be just as messy and and um, effed up as we are currently and still bring the love. And that's really, really, really a game changer. If you thought in any way that you had to be fit, healthy, well, uh, successful in any way in order to be loved by yourself or by anybody else, this concept that I'm talking about that you can be as is and still have love and start to evolve and really expand as a soul, then this is going to feel good to you. So the, the back to the shame and the positive portal of shame. We as a culture, as we have in some ways devolved towards like a flattening and material, you know, overuse of resources, all the things you can think about about that are polluting the world, uh, you know, the kinds of like the things that we do, like where we buy, buy, buy to fill the hole that never quite fills. We eat, eat, eat to fill the hole that never gets filled. We do all the things we do. A lot of that in my shadow integration work seems to be coming from not dealing with the shadow. So instead of going towards some sort of better self, my podcast, Your Worst Self, is kind of about this. We want to go towards anything that we haven't liked about ourselves and integrate that. Shame is interesting because there's a really powerful and honorable aspect to shame once it's no longer used in self-harm where we can develop or transform it into humility. And the I, I always use the metaphor of the samurai or any kind of martial arts or honorable path where we are we are using our conscience, we're developing mature, conscience and honor of self and other in order to mature as a personal self or as a soul. And shame, quietness, softness, bashfulness, humility, humbleness, being humble, all of those things are very beautiful and and connecting. Humbleness is very connecting. It is in in some ways, not that it's an antidote to ego, but it is the thing, and it's not even a neutralizer, but it is the thing that with a developed ego can make a person not only shine their star and their genius and, and do their greatness and what they're here to do on earth, but also in balance as a a person who donates their chi, who has seva or service for other, who who gives and unconditionally loves, humility and being humble is a spiritual virtue. It is something that brings us closer to 
equal with other and balance and honor and respect. When we have uh, what is so-called toxic shame, which is a distraction from the mature, evolving, uh, beautiful aspect of humility or bashfulness, that sweetness, what I always consider something that gets interrupted in adolescence or pre-adolescence, where bashfulness can be a really beautiful opening to the um, being in the world. When that gets interrupted, it can take on this uh, toxic, self-punishing kind of aspect. But in tandem, we can go back to the part of ourself that was blossoming and opening in childhood and and start developing what we're supposed to do as grown-ups, which is have be humble rather than just arrogant or just self-serving or just selfish. We can be, in other words, expansive and self-full, but have a equality thrust. We are equal with each other. And when something happens in our behavior that harms somebody else, we can be humble. We can be humbled. We can have humility. We can make it right. We can take right action. We can go after our shadow and the humbleness and the humility and the softness of ourself is something that's going to help us do that. So shame, once it's integrated as whatever shadow aspect has happened here, when I take away the self-judgment around it and I, can, and I keep the energetic of that uh, looking at self and looking at self naked and in my full whatever's good or bad or whatever behaviors I want to work with or shift, you know, say I've got some addiction issues that I haven't dealt with or something, rather than making making this toxic shame and I shouldn't be ashamed about anything, I can switch that and make that about humility and I can be like, okay, well, I don't really know how I'm going to work with this addiction, but I'm going to find the tools and I can... I can come out of arrogance around thinking that I've got myself together and I can just handle my whatever this addiction is. And instead of that, I can go look for help. And that is humility. That is having spiritual humility. And that's something that is, again, it's a virtue. All of this stuff is along the lines of keeping the baby and decoding the bathwater. I have a podcast about that um, months back. But when we throw out anything, like say we say shame is bad and we throw it out, we are missing the golden side of the shadow. We want to listen to our under voice. We want to listen to the criticisms, the inner critic, whatever it is that we think is not okay. Instead of throwing that baby out and throwing out the bathwater, we want to do both. We want to nurture our own inner small self and then we want to listen to all the things that are inside of the criticism, not like we're taking it on and believing it, but we want to start to understand the the killer inside of us who is hell-bent on taking our life and taking away our mojo and our energy and our strength. The way we do that is we listen and we hear what it's on about. And inside the words, 
inside the messages we find at we find out where this stuff comes from that's why it's golden that's why that's why shadow is full of gold that's why any path that tries us to get towards the light light chasing or purity paths or any of that stuff is missing all of this good and powerful and ennobling and awakening medicine shame is not bad it is the conclusions that we come to when we hear those inner voices and and critical voices and under voice it is the conclusions that we come to the wrong actions that we think we're supposed to take like well if I just you know starve myself and I'm skinny suddenly then people will like me and then I won't have to be ashamed those kinds of conclusions that lead us down a path that is unloving are the issue. The actual portal, whatever it is, whether I'm ill or have shame or I'm in pain or whatever it is, those aren't the problem. Those I actually want to be with and find out more about. And through doing that, I'm going to get more and more conscious to what's been unconsciously running me. Now, because this work really takes off when we're not doing it with mind, when we're doing it in a body-centric practice, I'm always going to be on the side of recommending that we come out of any sort of talk, just talking about it and getting some practice of doing this somatically. And you, so you want to, you want to find a system that teaches you how to do that. And so what I do is somatic shadow integration, something like that. You want to be doing this with energy in your body and not just with your mind. So cuz I can tell you I can tell you all about shame and cringe and and toxicity and and pain and illness, but you know, we're talking here. So you're going to have to have an experience of what that feels like to show up for something that had been maligned and pushed away and to actually bring it into including it in your reality and your life and your body. You're going to have to have an experience of that to really get how it's transformative. And when you do that, you're going to find out that everything that you ever thought was in quotes bad is actually going to be a portal to a part of yourself that you didn't even know was missing. If you enjoy the content here or you read my Instagram posts and you enjoy that content, one way you can really help me is to share it with your friends and people you really care about. I'm dedicated to bringing somatic shadow integration practices to anybody who wants tools they can use on their own for their inner work and feel themselves growing and evolving. I have a lot of courses. There's more stuff coming out this year. The big thing is the heart path. I hope you can join me for that. Of course, you can find Shadow Stalking 101 in the show notes. And I do coaching one-on-one. I also have a series of courses, Slay Your Dragons, which helps us get into our personal archetypes and, and make things that had been enemy or disconnected from us allies in our soul growth. 
And then we work with the guardians of manifestation and truth. That's sort of like the next layer after Slayer Dragons. And I've started a coach training for people who want to get into this work and make it their vocation. I'm really glad you joined me for this podcast and find me here again next Tuesday for more shadow stalking, shadow integration, and somatic shadow integration practices. Thank you for listening to the Synchrosoma podcast. I'm Melissa Meter, and you can find me here each week with another journey into the known, the unknown, and the worlds in between. If you'd like to get in touch and find out more about what I do, coaching and courses, contact me at synchrosoma at gmail.com, and you can find me on Instagram at synchrosoma. See you next time. Organically Grown on Podcast Farm.